Welcome to all those joining us for Likut HaLochas, Yoradeya, Chelek Sheni, Hilchois Kilei Begodim, Halacha Dalid, and we're in the middle of paragraph Gimel, we're up to a sub-paragraph, V'zeh Bechinas Loshon Shel Zohoiris, Shoyom Malbin Ha'avoynes B'yom HaKippurim. We dedicate the learning today, Lili Nishmas, Chava Bas Reb Moshe Ubasya, and Lili Nishmas, Reb Eliezer, Reb Nosniakov, Yantafradl Bas Reb Ishuarye, Zahavaleya Bas Reb Avrom, Tzipka Bas Reb Hillel, and all the others that need an alias neshama, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Bas Galia, Rachel Baskalia, Noe Nachama Baskalia, Yeshua Ruven ben Chanester, Leia Liba Bas Chanester, Yehuda Goraye ben Bernice, Aviv Lano Bas Yisbehendel, Sarochel Bas Yisbehendel, David ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Gitteganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleia Bas Sipoira, Binyamin Yitzchok ben Liba Margaret, Shena Taiba Bas Miriam, Levi Elchonon ben Yael, Chaya Shufia Shoshana Basoro, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Daniel Boruch Ben Soro, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, David Yishayo Ben Soro, Avigail Brocha Bashir Advoira, David Lei Ben Shena, Avram David Ben Chana, Sori Yidl Bas Chanarivo, Ides Bas Mariam Brindel, Michal Soro Bas Adasa, Peretz Elio Ben Soroleya, Chavali Bas Mendvoira, Soroleya Bas Chavaliba, David Shimshon ben Soraleya, Hinda Sheva bas Rochel, Malki Hinda bas Kreindl, Velvel ben Pesia, Yerachmiel ben Sivia, Yerachmiel ben Dvoira, Leib ben Zhenya, Arye ben Malka, Elio ben Miriam Rus, Besoch Sharchol Yisrael. We're discussing the topic of Kilayim as it relates to wool and linen in garments. <coughs> Rab Zal says, our discussion is tied into what the Gemara tells us, that during the time of the Beis HaMikdosh, they would take a strip of wool that was red, and when they would throw off the goat off Mount Azazel, if our prayers were accepted, they would see by miracle it would change to white to show that Hashem had agreed to whiten the sins of the Jewish people. Kamayshikosu, as the Pesach says, Im yihiu k'chatoechem katoilo, v'im yadimu katoilo, katsemer yihiu. That if your sins will be red, like a blood-red worm, then they'll be whitened like white wool. Kamayshom Rabbi Sainuzala, as the Gemara points out, in Yuma, because as we explained in the previous year, wool comes from that very, very high-level light, the light that's referred to in Kabbalah as the beard. <coughs> which tzadikim bring down that light. Over there, in that incredibly high place, there's no concept of a right and a left. It's all kindness. <coughs> and when a person connects to that very high place, over there, all sins get converted to mitzvahs. 
This is also tied into another Pasuk that speaks about sheep and the wool of the sheep. The Pasuk says, Kvosim Lilvushecha. And it's related, it's speaking about the Torah. Shehu Soidois That Pasuk, the Gemara tells us in Chagiga, is referring to secrets of Torah. Oiroi Selyoinim, very, very high lights. Shemam Shichem Oisam Alidei Halavushim which we bring down through garments. Bebechinas tzemer kvosim, like the wool of sheep, which is used to make garments. And as the Gemara says in Chagiga, page 13, Dvorim shehim kivshoinoi shaloylam yihiyet tachas levushecha. The Gemara uses this pasuk, kvosim levushecha, to teach us that those secrets of Torah that are kivshoinoi shaloylam, they are the highlight of the world, must be kept under your garment, meaning don't publicize them to the general public. Bibchinas v'lemechase atik. Again, referring to the tzaddikim who cover up the high-level light. They cover it in garments. K'moshadosh Rabbi Senazal, as the Gemara says also. And a person who is privileged to come close to tzaddikim of this caliber, who have this ability to reach up to the highest, highest places and bring light down from there in garments, in a way that it's safe and, and usable by those who come close to these tzaddikim. Bevada such a person will definitely be zoichet to every type of good eternally. Ashrei loy, how fortunate is a person who zoichet to come close to that type of tzaddik. Vafilu im kilkel mo'oid mo'oid. Even if the person unfortunately did many, many wrong things, they caused major damage, afalpikein hakoil yistakein bevadai alidei tzaddikim ho'elu. Despite that, Everything will definitely be repaired through these tzaddikim. Who have the ability to correct every type of damage, every type of sin, sins that were done unintentionally, sins that were done intentionally, and even sins that were committed spitefully. And now Rav Nosanzal makes a statement which some people will re- hear this statement, people that are not familiar with Breslov or Hasidus, and they'll say, this is Kfira, <clears throat> chas v'shalom, ki ha-tzadikim yecholim because tzadikim have the ability and the authority to forgive sins. K'may Shekosov, as it says clearly in a Pesach in Mishlei, ve'ish chacham yechaprena, a true Talmud Chacham has the ability to get sins forgiven. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in several chapters of Likut Imran, chapter 4, chapter 8, chapter 177, because these tzaddikim have the ability to, to draw down incredible, incredible high-level lights via the proper wondrous garments, and 
and that can repair everything. We know the Zohar Kodesh says, Kulhu is bariru. Everything gets repaired and, 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 and fixed in machshava. Machshava referring to a very high level thought. Aval, however, gam oyer hatzadik hazeh yefshel kabel biatzmoi. Even the light of this tzadik, a person cannot necessarily receive itself. Because even though the tzaddik covers the light and cloaks it in all kinds of incredible garments, despite that, the world is not worthy of receiving that light necessarily. And that's the reason why there are obstacles and blockages and all types of walls that block people from being able to receive that light. What are these blockages? And one example of this is all of our involvement in this physical, materialistic world, having to go to work, uh, um, eating, drinking, sleeping, and, and everything else, all of our involvement in the materialistic world, and also the opposition to the, to the tzaddik. These are things that prevent people from coming close to the tzaddik. With the exception of those people who fight these obstacles and overcome all the obstacles that block a person from coming close to the tzaddik. Now, Rabbi Nassim says, And this is actually a major benefit to all of us. These obstacles... And, and these walls, and the opposition to the tzaddik. Because were it not for these obstacles, the world would not be able to handle the bright light of the tzaddik, and it would, be, it would cause damage. Avalato. Whereas now, now that Hashem designed the world in such a way that there are all kinds of materialistic, physical needs that people have, and there's all kinds of diversions where people can get diverted from their true mission in life. So now that there are all of these things which, which make it difficult for a person to come close to the tzaddik, Azai, then, a person who succeeds in overcoming all of those obstacles and in coming close to the tzaddik, those efforts that the person puts into coming close to the tzaddik generate vessels and garments which enable the person to be able to receive that great light. 
as Rabbein Zal discusses this in chapter 185 in Likutim Ram, There Rabbein Zal explains that by overcoming obstacles, those efforts involved in overcoming obstacles, that creates vessels and garments into which to be able to receive the light. We've given this example many times. If a person wants to be able to strengthen the body, they have to do exercise. What is exercise? It's all about resistance. The more a person works against resistance, the more it builds up their muscles and their body, their strength and their health and everything. So on a spiritual level, when a person experiences resistance, Minios, obstacles and difficulties in coming close to the tzaddik, and the person battles those obstacles and they win, that generates vessels, healthy vessels, in which to receive the great light that the tzaddik is offering. And the, the person who has to overcome more obstacles and more difficulties to come close to the tzaddik, generates more kalim, more vessels and more garments to be able to receive more of the light of the tzaddik. Rabbi Nassim is giving us encouragement all the time. And that's why the Hebrew word for obstacles, meniois, is the same letters as neimus. Neimus means sweetness. And the term noyam is a term used to refer to a very, very high level of spiritual light. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in Likut Imran, where he speaks about the noyam ho'elyoin, a, a super high level sweetness, referring to the light of Bina, which again, a person can only really receive that in a healthy way, if the person experiences opposition, obstacles, and the person handles it the right way, they overcome the obstacles. And a person who doesn't succeed in overcoming the obstacles that this world puts in front of a person from coming close to the tzaddik, then this world stands in front of the person's eyes, like we showed in the, yesterday in the previous year, like putting a coin or something in front of the eye, and it blocks the person from being able to see the light of the tzaddik. And that's also a benefit, in a sense, because this is what ensures that not everybody gets to see the light of the tzaddik. Because most definitely, a person who's not qualified, who's not worthy, a person who did not overcome the obstacles of this materialistic world, that person doesn't need to see the light of the tzaddik, because it would blind the person. Because we know a person cannot handle too much light. 
And if the person doesn't have the vessels and the light is shining at them, it'll blind them. As Rabbeinazal expounds on this in chapter 114 in Likut Imran, Rabbeinazal speaks about the Pasuk that says, Hashem covers the heaven with clouds. And Rabbeinazal shows there that the tzaddik is called Shomayim because Shomayim is a combination of Eish and Mayim. And the tzaddik is a combination of Yira and Ahava. Yira is compared to fire, Ahava is compared to water. So Hashem covers the tzaddik with clouds. Why? In order that the tzaddik should be able to provide sustenance, bounty for the world. In order that those angels that would want to block it, that would want to prosecute, by covering the tzaddik with clouds, those angels don't see what's going on in a sense, and he's able to do what he needs. In that chapter, Rabbi Nizal explains the benefit to the tzaddik when he has opposition. That opposition is like the clouds that are covering the, the tzaddik. V'chein, al-pasuk, and we find also, Rabbi Nizal quotes another pasuk, the Russia looks out for the tzaddik and wants to kill him. And again, Rabbi Nezal shows that that pasuk, Rabbi Nezal explains that a little bit of opposition against the tzaddik is a good thing, in order that the tzaddik shouldn't become publicized more than more than should be, more than is necessary. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in chapter 114 in Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nizal expounds on this, and also in chapter 208. Why shouldn't the tzaddik be too revealed? Why shouldn't the tzaddik be too revealed? Because again, if he's being revealed to those who don't have the vessels, it's gonna, he's going to blind them. He's going to harm them. Literally. Ki yeshorim darkei Hashem. Rav Nosenzal is going to clarify a little bit more now in the next two paragraphs. Ki yeshorim darkei Hashem. The Pasuk says the ways of Hashem are righteous. V'tzadikim yelchubam upoishim yikoshlubam. Tzadikim go in those ways and they benefit and spiteful sinners stumble in those ways. Because those people who come close to the tzaddik by having it was a major benefit to them all the obstacles that they had from this world. The struggle for Parnassa, the struggle for Shalom Bayis, all the different struggles that they had was a benefit. Because that's what gave them the ability to receive and benefit from the light of the tzaddik. That's what helped them create vessels. And those people who don't put in the effort to overcome the obstacles, and therefore they cannot receive the light of the tzaddik in a beneficial way, because the physical world is in front of their eyes. They're, they're involved, very involved in the physical materialistic world. So that's in front of their eyes, and it's it blocks them from being able to see the light of the tzaddik. 
That's also good. In order that the tzaddik shouldn't become too publicized. Rav Nosanzal is emphasizing here that for, in the case of true tzaddikim, it's necessary for, it's our, our mission statement is to publicize the tzaddik, to share, to try to bring more people close to the tzaddik, to spread his teachings, etc. But Hashem knows how much publicity is healthy for the tzaddik and, and certain publicity that's unhealthy. Nimza, so therefore we see from this, ki Hashem yeshorem, that the ways of Hashem are, are proper, ki it's all good. The obstacles, for the tzaddikim the obstacles are good, and for the rishon the obstacles are good. Rak nichsholim biatsman. But the, these spiteful sinners, they mess themselves up in a sense. Ki magia Because they, they provide stumbling blocks for themselves that prevent them from being able to see and come close to the tzaddik. In other words, for the Rishoim, the, the real Rishoim, it, it, it prevents them from coming close to the tzaddik, period. And for the rest of the world, there's a benefit, there's an important benefit in the obstacles, because that's what will help the people create vessels to receive the light of the tzaddik in a, in a healthy way. Question in the chat, is there a tzaddik today that can forgive sins? Who is he and what is his address? Is this where Lahavdil, the, the other religions, got the idea of priest confession? The answer is to answer the last question first. The answer is yes. These other religions took it from the Torah. In the Torah, we have a concept of a koyen godol during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, where he was the person, through all of his efforts on Yom Kippur, he was able to achieve a forgiveness for the Jewish people. And the Gemara tells us that the Talmud Chacham, a true Talmud Chacham, is even on a higher level than the Kain Godel. There's a Pasuk, Yekorahi Mepninim. The Torah is more precious than pearls. The Gemara says, Pninim is Lifnai Velifnim, the inner, inner sanctuary of the Beis Amikdash, which the Kohen Gotel went to one day a year on Yom Kippur, and the Talmud Chacham is more precious, is greater than that. What the Kohen Gotel can do, the true Talmud Chacham can do. During Rabbeinu Zal's lifetime, there was a period of time that he allowed this, that his students would come to him on Erev Rosh Hashanah, and there would be this vidu idvarim, this confession, and, and Rabbi Nezal would do what needed to be done. He stopped it at a certain point. He did not allow it anymore. Nowadays, the way that it's practiced in Breslov generally is by kivrei tzaddikim, by the kever, because there, I, I don't know of any tzaddikim who allow this, who will allow people to confess their sins in front of a living tzaddik. So it can be done at the kever of a tzaddik, where a tzaddik is even greater after his passing than during his lifetime.
Now Rav Nosanzal continues to clarify this. Ubemis, the truth is, Gam yesh chilukim rabim. In addition, regarding the people who are far from the tzaddik, there are many different varieties. There are those people who cannot receive the light of the tzaddik because they're not strong enough to overcome their materialistic desires, to, 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 to overcome the obstacles. However, the person doesn't oppose the tzaddik. They don't speak against the tzaddik in any way. But unfortunately, there are those that because of the material materialism that they're so engrossed in and so involved in the desires of this world that it's right in front of their face and it blocks them completely from seeing the tzaddik. And some of these people actually oppose the tzaddik. They speak against the tzaddik. And these two categories are also an example of tzaddik and poishea, meaning the person who at least doesn't oppose the tzaddik, that's a madrega, that's a positive level, versus those who actually speak against and, and act against tzaddikim. Kielu hacholkim because these people who actually oppose the tzaddik, they're in that second category of uh, spiteful sinners who stumble. Because it's only that category who mamish stumble as a result of the, the being, being engrossed in this materialistic world that has overpowered them to such a point where they've totally lost it and they actually oppose the tzaddik. Whereas those who don't actually oppose the tzaddik in any way, they are considered tzaddikim compared to those who do oppose the tzaddik. And they're in that category of the beginning of the post, which says tzaddikim will go. Because for those people, it's a benefit to them that they don't see the light of the tzaddik clearly. Because since they are not succeeding in overcoming the obstacles, in overcoming all the materialistic desires and those things, and therefore they don't have the vessels needed to be able to receive the light of the tzaddik. Therefore, they don't need to know about the tzaddik. Because it's very possible that if they were given the ability to see the light of the tzaddik, it would blind them because they can't handle that voltage. They can't handle that light. And it would turn them into those who oppose the tzaddik chas
a question. What is preferable? Confessing to the tzaddik at his kever or to Hashem in Hitbodedut? I want to make something perfectly clear. When we speak about the tzaddik in this context, we're not speaking about confessing to the tzaddik. We don't do that. We confess to Hashem in the presence of the tzaddik. The confession is directed to Hashem in the presence of the tzaddik. When a person has the opportunity to do that, that's the best. When that opportunity isn't available, a person can do it in his spiritus or in tefillah. If you take a look in Likute Tfilois, tefillah number four, which corresponds to chapter four in Likute Moran, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about this, there Rabbi Nezal says that Hashem, today, unfortunately, sometimes we don't know exactly who is the tzaddik of this caliber, and even if we do know, we're not always able to be in that tzaddik's presence. So therefore, Hashem, let it be considered, the vidui that I'm saying to you now, Hashem, it should be considered as if I'm saying it in the presence of the tzaddik also. And it should have all the benefits that my confession to you, Hashem, would have when it's being done in the presence of the tzaddik. Good question in the chat. But people can be against tzaddikim even if they're not involved, engrossed in this world. Like Rav Nosenzal's own father-in-law. Why does he name Gashmius as the only reason? The answer is, he doesn't say the word only. He doesn't say only. He says that's the ma- a main reason that most of the world, that, that, that causes most of the world not to be aware and not to, re- not to come close to the tzaddik. There are exceptions to the rule, like Rav Nosenzal's father-in-law or others, who are given a particular test. And if they don't pass that test, that could block them from coming close to the tzaddik. Rabbi Nisal speaks about this in chapter 5 in Likut Imran, the shear that he gave the first Rosh Hashanah that Rav Nosenzal came to him. Rav Nosenzal met Rabbi Nisal during the month of Elul, a few days before Rosh Hashanah, and when he saw who this was, he understood, and he heard that by Rabbi Nisal, Rosh Hashanah is the main thing, he went home to get his clothes and stuff and came right back and was there from, from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur. That first Rosh Hashanah that Rav Nosenzal was by Rav Nosenzal, Rav Nosenzal addressed this topic where he quoted a pasuk, Oizen shoymas toichachas chayim bekerev chachomim tolin. An ear that hears healthy rebuke among the among the tzaddik, among the chachamim arguments, tlunot. And Rabbi Nezal explained that when a person sees debate among chachamim, he sees arguments and opposition among the chachamim, the fact that I am seeing that has to be a message to me that there's something I need to correct. There are things that I need to work on to fix. Rabbi Nezal's father-in-law decided to check out Hasidim. And he went to one Hasidic group, and he saw the leader, and he saw that the leader was a tzaddik. But unfortunately, he heard some of the students speaking against a different tzaddik. 
and he knew that that's not a good thing. He decided to check out that different tzaddik, the one they were speaking against, and he saw that that tzaddik was a very, very great tzaddik, and again, his students were speaking about against the other rabbi. And he interpreted it, you know what? I say both of them are right, and both their rabbis are no good, and therefore I don't want to have anything to do with Hasidim, and all of my, I'll, I'll teach all my children and, and students and in-laws to stay far away from tzaddikim. Rabbein is all right, that was a mistake. Even a person on such a high level, he made a mistake. That was, the, that was an example of this, seeing this machloikis among tzaddikim, and, and taking it as a message that, that, that I, have to, I have to improve myself. Not that that proves that they are not tzaddikim, or there wouldn't be major benefit in coming close to them. Question, who is the tzaddik or the human fountain of divine beneficence in the generation of Enosh? The Rav Zal writes in a place in Likut HaLochas that if a person looks back from the creation of the world, in every generation there was a tzaddik and there were tzaddikim. And had the people made a genuine effort to come close to the tzaddik, there would not have been a flood. There would not have been a tower of Bovel. The, the problem there was, again, that they didn't search for the tzaddik and they didn't connect to the tzaddik. Now, Rav Zal takes us back again to the topic of Kilayim, paragraph Dalid. And what, what we've been speaking about is related to garments of wool and linen. Ki bigdei tzemer Oyer HaTzadik. The woolen garments represent the light of the Tzadik. Dehainu Masha HaTzadik Mamshich Oyer Godol Ba'olam Mimokoim Shemamshich Derech Levushim Nefloim. That refers to the incredible high-level light that the Tzadik brings down to the world <coughs> using incredible, incredible garments. Wool. The standard thing that shezeo bechinas big date semer. That's the concept of woolen garments. Sheheim nimshochim bechinas tikune dikna, which originate from the tikunim of the beard that, that that's discussed in Sifrei Kabbalah, referring shezeo bechinas oyer hatzadik. That's the light of the tzadik. U big date pishtim, whereas linen garments ze bechinas haoretz. Linen garments, garments made from flax, they represent the physical, materialistic world which blocks a person from being able to see the light of the tzaddik. That represents all the obstacles and the barriers and the walls that prevent a person from coming close to and seeing the light of the tzaddik. Shezeh bechinas pishtim, that's this, this flax, this linen, shehu bechinas dinin ugvurois, which represents harshness, judgment, negativity. Kamashikosov, as it says, v'ho'ish gavriel levush badim. The angel Gavriel 
Gvura was dressed in linen. Umebechinas dinen ugvurois misham nimshachem kol hamoinim vamaakvim. And it's from that left side, from the side of Gevura and Din, that's where all the obstacles and barriers come from. Sheboim machmas gashmias ha'oretz v'chol asheraleho, which are the result of the physicality, the, the materialism of this physical world and everything that's on it. Ki kol ha'gashmias nimshochem ebechinas dinim, because all materialism, all the physical things in this world, all come from the left side, from din, shehem bechinas tzimtzumim, which are referred to as constrictions of the light, shemishom kol hagashmias. That's where all gashmias comes from. Remember, there's a posuk, a famous posuk, oirech yomim biyamino, long life on the right. On the left is wealth and honor. So wealth, all the wealth of this world, of the physical world, is coming from the left side. Which is what results in all the obstacles. However, the truth is, this is very this is also very necessary. The obstacles, the barriers, the dinim, the gvurais are very necessary. It's all for the good. It's all really good. We must have the opposition, we must have the the barriers in order to for the whole process to be successful. And based on this introduction, we'll be able to know why we're not allowed to join together wool and linen in clothing. Because so long as the materialism, the obstacles, are far from the wool, from the light of the tzaddik, they cannot block and hide the tzaddik completely. If a person, if I'm holding something up in front of my face, but it's not right in front, I can see past it. I have the ability to see past it. Whereas when I bring the linen close to the wool, I bring it then the materialism is right in front of the eye, and it prevents the person completely from being able to see the, tzad, the light of the tzaddik. To the point where the person doesn't see it at all. The as we discussed earlier, sheikar ha'alomas oyer hatzadik humachmas shegashmi esoyel mazel oymed bifnei ha'enayim besamoch. We explained earlier, based on the chapter we could run, that what blocks people from being able to see the light of the tzadik is when the gashmius of this world is right in front of the eye of the person, very close to the eye. V'choitzets mi liroi soratzadik. That's when it blocks the person completely from being able to see the light of the tzadik.
regarding the story we mentioned earlier about Rav Zal's father-in-law, question in the chat, weren't those students guilty of speaking Loshon Hara or Moitzi Shemra? The answer is yes. Are we supposed to think that they were right in what they were doing and only Rav Zal's father-in-law is wrong? The answer is no. They were making a big mistake. Those students were making a big mistake. But Hashem orchestrated that. He orchestrated that Rav Zal's father-in-law should witness that and that should be his test that he sees there's problems, he sees that even by the tzaddik, things are not perfect. All the students of the tzaddik are not perfect. And, and that doesn't disqualify the tzaddik. And that doesn't mean that I don't need the tzaddik. I need the tzaddik. And I have to learn from the, the, the mistakes. I have to learn not to follow the mistakes of some of the students. I have to see among the students who's who. We see among Rabbeinazal students, they, none, they weren't the same. Each one was different. And among the students of all tzaddikim. And that's why we have to keep a distance between, we have to distance the linen from the wool in our clothing so that the obstacles shouldn't spread themselves out. The obstacles which are represented by the, by the linen, in front of the light of the tzaddik, which is the light of the eyes, which is where the wool draws its light from. Because the vision of our eyes, our eyes having the ability to see, that comes from the light of the tzaddik, shehu ikr ha'oyer ha'meir b'chol ha'olamos, which is the main light that lights up all the worlds. Umimenu mekablim ho'enayim. And it's from the tzaddik that we receive the, our eyes, our vision. V'chol bale ho'oyer lo'oyer. That's where that's where we receive our eyes, and that's where all all things that give off light receive their light from the light of the tzaddik. As Rabbi Nizal speaks about this in the second half of Likut Imran in chapter sixty-seven, that the main light of the eyes, the main vision, ability to see, comes from the tzaddik. And this is why we find in the Torah that tzaddikim are referred to as the eyes of the community, because they are the main light of the eyes. There are many psukim that, that show this. Oyer tzadikim yismach. And now Rav Nosenzal says, this, this light stuff, what, is that, what, does that have, what does that have to do with me? Ve'ikro ha'oyer hu hadas. When we're talking about the term light here in this discussion, the light of the tzadik, we're talking about das, knowledge and recognition of Hashem. Kemesh as it says in Koheles, that 
knowledge, intellect is 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 much is different from foolishness, like light is different from darkness. And as it says by Odom and Chava, their eyes were opened. This means they received a whole new level of intellect. The main reason why Hashem has given us vision, the ability to see, and has given us intellect is to look at the Hashem and the Tzadikim and the Torah and Mitzvahs. That's where we draw our ability to see. That's where we draw our true intellect. So that we should be able to see their incredible light, the incredible light of Hashem, the Tzadikim and the Torah. As the Pasuk says, your eyes should look forward in the proper direction, not to get diverted by all the diversions that the Yetzirah tries to put in front of a person. Avol, however, Hashem has given man free choice, and the main Bechira is dependent on the eyes. It all starts from the eyes. As we say in the Shema, Do not turn away from Hashem to follow your heart or your eyes. And our rabbis tell us, Rashi brings this over there in Chumash, that how does sin, where does sin begin? The eye sees the heart desires, and the rest of the body gets involved in, in the mechanics. And now Rav Nosan Zalayez, Because the, when a person's heart desires something, that's also referred to as eyes. The eyes and intellect of the heart that sees the th- person sees that thing in their heart and they crave it, they desire it. In Sifrei Kabbalah and in Sifrei Machshava, they refer to this term the Ene Hasechel, the eyes of my intellect. The uh, meaning again, when a person knows something, when a person says, I see what you're saying, it means I understand what you're saying. So, when a person understands something, that means they see it even if it's not physically in front of their eyes. So all of this is the eyes. The eyes, the physical eyes, the eyes of the heart and brain. And in order that there should be free choice, Hashem has put this whole panorama in front of us. This whole panorama that the, the materialistic world provides. And all all the ways of getting involved in the physical world, and now now the person has free choice. If the person wants, 
the person turns their eyes away from all the interesting things of this material materialistic world, all of the attractions in this materialistic world. And then that person is able to see with their eyes the incredible, awesome, sweet light of the tzaddikim and the Torah, from which all light emanates. But if the person refuses to turn away from, from all the attractions of this materialistic world, then all of those attractions of this world are in, right in front of the person's eye, and they block the person from being able to see the light of the, the great light of the tzaddik and the Torah. And now you understand why we're not allowed to put together wool and linen. You're not allowed to bring together wool and linen in, in a garment. In order to prevent the gashmias of this world, which all, all the obstacles of this world, which are represented by pishton, by linen, by flax, which is gevurais, which is the left side, that they shouldn't spread themselves in front of the person's eyes and, and block the person from, from being able to see and block the person from, from seeing the light of the tzaddik which the tzaddik brings into this world which is compared to wool. Now, in the next paragraph, paragraph Hey, Rav Nosanzal is going to go again and explain, okay, so if that's the case, how come in Tzitzis it is allowed? How come in the garments that the Quran wore it is allowed? He's going to explain what it is about the Tzitzis and the garments of the Koyhanim that there the Kilayim cannot do any harm. We'll hold it over here for now. Any questions, please? We should be zeichet to make the right choice. The Satan is very good at what he does, and he tries to make the gashmias of this world look very attractive. He tries to get us involved in all the things that would distract us from coming close to Hashem, from coming close to Tzadikim, from coming close to the Torah. We should be zeichet to, to be able to turn away, not to look at what we're not supposed to look at, and thereby be able to see clearly the light of the tzaddik, the Torah, Hashem, and be zeichet to the final geula, b'mheira b'yameinu, amen v'yameinu.